It's Morning Radio TVD. I'm Joshua. <laughs> I'm Ryan. Welcome to the show. Welcome. Yeah, good morning. It is, uh, let's see, at the time of this recording, it's uh, 7.30 a.m. Central Time, January 19th. It's a Thursday. Uh, it's a good way to start the morning. Josh, uh, how are you doing today? How are you doing? I'm all right. I got to be honest. I got like some good news and some bad news going on. Oh, okay. Uh, they always say, get the bad news out of the way. Yeah, so uh, bad so, news me first. What's what's happening? Yeah, right off the bat, um, I would just like to say uh, two things. Well, first, I didn't win the lottery again this week. Um, ah, shit. Probably that was a nice I try. I know. Well, that's that's the key. I, I didn't try. I, I forgot to play. Going about 15 years now, <laughs> not playing the lottery, and therefore not winning the lottery. <laughs> and therefore not winning. I Unfortunately... Yeah. That's how it works. Yeah. yeah. Well, that's what people keep telling me. I'm like, this is bullshit. Um, inflation, man. You know how much a lottery ticket is right now? But I keep hearing about people winning in Florida, people winning lots of money off of scratch-offs. And I'm like, what gas station? So, okay. I, I have theories on this. One, for people like winning more often in more populous states, I feel like that's just the law of numbers, right? Like it, it makes sense. And Florida is a very, very populous state now. Um, like it's, isn't Florida like the, am I crazy that it's like the fourth most populous state or third most populous state in the United States now? Like it's, uh, it's way up there, isn't it? It, it could be. I, I don't know, actually. So. I think that has something to do with it. I also think that it is like, it, it's almost like a, a local culture thing. Oh, well, I can definitely say that. Uh, okay. <laughs> especially where I grew up in Florida, uh, playing the lottery was was a big deal. I can't tell you how many times my parents were off by like one number. Uh, wait, uh, but don't you still win money that way? Don't you well, like- I remember I, they won like, they won like, $500 or something like that, which was fine. I mean, we could use it. Yeah. Um, but you know, it, it was, it's not it the multiple millions. Yeah. yeah. So it's fine. I think it was all, all right. our fault because they would play our birthdays and I'm sorry, I wasn't born on the right day. <laughs> <laughs> as long as they weren't blaming you for it. That's the, what it, what it comes not down to. That, as long as no, it, not that. No. Okay. Got blamed for everything else under the sun, not the lotto. They, they owned, <laughs> they owned that. Oh man. Legitimate. I guess legitimate sad news is, um, as of this week, I am no longer employed by universal Orlando resort. Dude. I know 15 years. What happened? Down the I mean, was it just like, <laughs> well, you, Josh, you tried so hard and got so far, but in the, in end, the end, it just doesn't, it doesn't matter. It doesn't even matter. No. <laughs> Lincoln Park is my spirit animal. There's never a bad time for those lyrics. No, no. Shout out to Lincoln Park. Shout Great out to band. Lincoln Park. Great yeah. band. Great That's a band that played band. with their sound, uh, played with their voice, gave it their all. Like, and, and, and got they're, a paper cut. They're they're one of those bands that I don't care who you are. If you say you don't like Lincoln Park, you're lying. Now it's the cool thing to say that you don't like Lincoln Park. So you will almost never hear me admit to liking Lincoln. I'll be like, no, I, I, I the guys are posers. They're not real metalheads. Uh, I secretly love uh, Lincoln Park. So sorry about that, guys. That's just, uh, that's the way it is. Yeah. Everybody likes Lincoln Park. Shut up. Yeah. yeah. Exactly. Uh, no, they, they, uh, I, so I've been a seasonal employee yeah. uh, with Universal since like 2010. Um, okay. And this past year, they changed the work requirements for the seasonals, basically because there are too many people on the books that don't show up to work. And so they can't hire any more people until they get rid of a bunch of people. Disney did so, that a few years ago. Yeah. Yeah. So it was, uh, I, I did my best there for a while, but they had requirements for the holiday season that I knew going into it. I was like, I'm not going to be able to make this. 
Is it was it something like you had to give open availability over the holidays themselves or stuff like that? Well, it was I had to work one day a week. Okay. Throughout the holiday peak, and I had to work one of their holidays. Of course. Um, and the thing is, like, their holidays is like, okay, pick which one you're going to work. It was like, hey, what's your preference? And I was right. like, no, 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 preference ain't going to work for me. It is, I can legitimately do it or not. Exactly. Um, so I, I knew I was on borrowed time as soon as these rules went into place. Um, and I'm good with it. It, it was, it was time. It was holding me back a little bit. I'll, I've got a lot of nostalgia with that job. A lot of good stuff, uh, that I could probably never talk about. Um, <laughs> well, it's, it's funny that, it, that you, like your seasonal time there ended because I was actually just reflecting the other day. This is the 10 year anniversary of my last performance with Disney. Oh, look at that. Yeah. So this is like 10 years ago was the last time I took the stage and put the gloves on. Um, so yeah, it's, uh, it's, it's like that, you know, funny little cycle. It's, it's odd that those two things landed together. Um, how are you feeling about no longer being, I mean, you said it was holding you back. Like, are you going to miss doing the job? What, I'll, what do, miss, what do you think? I'll miss doing the job on my own terms uh, because the gig was super easy. Like, sure. That is an easy, easy money job. It, it, yep. it, 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 it's nothing. There's nothing to it. And I would be gone previously. I would be gone for months at a time and they'd come in and whoever the new like lead or coordinator boss person was would be like okay now do you know da 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 and I'm like yeah yeah <laughs> I got it's, this I back like last year uh I had like one shift in the Universal Studios park where normally when I go into work I would work in the Islands of Adventure park I hadn't been in the other park for years okay and they caught me they caught me put me in for a shift at the <laughs> studios park. And I was like, damn it. Uh, it's working over here. Uh, so <laughs> I go over there and uh, that's something that like, I'm a fish out of water initially. Cause I'm just like, where is this? And Everything. And, yeah. Yep. And then I see who my like report leader is. And uh, it's someone I knew from way back. I'm like, ah, oh, thank God. And right. he okay. had like the same face. Right. He was like, oh, yeah. thank God. <laughs> so easy, easy day. Um, Dig it. I was hoping to hold on long enough for the third park, Epic Universe, to open. Uh, oh, yeah. I wanted to visit Super Mario for free. Uh, I wanted to visit the Mario Twins. The Mario Twins. Uh, <laughs> offer them ice cream. Uh, Internet that Josh is a, and I, Josh that and I went dated down reference. the uh, yeah we, we we went this one was provided by Josh we went deep down the old internet well after last week's conversation and like went went uh, went plumbing for the old gems of of the uh, the long long ago and they might be hard to find but you seriously will be able to find anything they are on the internet ever including the Mario twins <laughs> shout out to the various people on the internet that do the work of like librarian archivists it, it is it, it's one of those things it's like they are they are the digital indiana jones of our era but thanklessly and and that is just know that y- your work is recognized we we appreciate it so bringing up indiana jones um, yeah. we're talking about deep dives into nostalgia i uh 
I needed scrap paper because I, I handwrite stuff. I handwrite everything. And I was okay. like, okay, I need to make notes and stuff. Where's my paper? So that involved me going through a ton of different notebooks that I've had since 2002. Uh, and I found my half-completed uh, treatment for Indiana Keith and the Legend of the Doom Duck. Oh, my God. That is yeah. a throwback. Yeah. That's a throwback. So we were all roommates together, listeners. Once upon a time, we were all roommates. And this is going back 16 years. Yeah. Yeah. It's fine. It's fine. It's fine. Yeah. No, no, no. It's these were good times. Yeah. Don't worry. Don't worry about it. Uh, don't worry about it. Yeah. But it's important to note that this was pre Vine, pre pre YouTube, pre- really. Like, well, yeah, YouTube was early on the scene, like, and it's yeah. super infancy and it wasn't well understood. I think most people were using like Google video. I, I think, I think it was Google video, whatever that service was, because that's what the Orlando show was, uh, was put up on. What, what did we, what did we host, uh, Tales of 88 39 on? I, well, I mean, I think we put them up on YouTube and oh, did we? Okay. then, and we, uh, on Facebook. Yeah. yeah. I think we, uh, circulated them on Facebook. But yeah, we, we had this whole series of just like dumb videos that would have crushed it on Vine uh, <laughs> these days for the, six, for the six months that Vine was around. But we had one that was a parody of Indiana Jones and because mm-hmm. uh, our, our roommate was a diehard Indiana Jones fan. I mean, we all we all like Indiana Jones. Everyone likes Indiana sure, Jones. Yeah, everybody likes uh, Indiana Jones. But so we had made one. Uh, that was pretty hysterical. And I started a treatment for another one and it revolved around uh, our roommate. Bill had like this rubber ducky that was like, it was evil like pirate. <laughs> it was like it, a it, evil pirate it, it, or, like or something. Pirate theming rubber duck. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so we called it the doom duck. Uh, but I like, I came across the thing. It was just like this full, like it was half a treatment of, of the sketch. That is, that's excellent. That's I was like, excellent. I'm never throwing anything away. And my wife cried and cried. <laughs> uh, talk about unrealized potential. Like, I know. Getting that group back together and trying to do something these days, man. Yeah. So that's what I'm bringing to the table. That's my that's my first little bit here. Okay. Uh, what, so, what you got going on? I, well, I, you said you had bad news, but then also good news. So I, I, I'm like, I'm still kind of hanging on the edge for what the good news is going to be. Oh, well, well, we'll get into that. Oh, okay. All right. Um, yeah, it's been a, uh, it's been a weird week. I feel like, um, <laughs> considering it's been a short week this morning though, we did have a, a good little walk together because it was very pleasant weather. And we went to the local coffee shop, red bicycle club. And actually this brings up a vignette that you mentioned last week, uh, because Otto definitely tried to get himself adopted by somebody else today. So <laughs> this dog ain't loyal. So the, the the funny thing is Otto just, he loves people. I, I always say that Otto and I are the perfect match for each other because Otto is not real. Like he's not keen on other dogs, but he'll go up to any other, like any human being in the world. I'm not real keen on other people, but I'll say hi to any dog. And so like we help each other, like overcome one another's you know, boundaries. <laughs> um, but he's, he's just ridiculously friendly. Like he, he needs to have attention on him at all times. So, um, and he, what he does is like, he's a smart little critter. He figures out where the attention comes from and he starts to like get himself hyped up for when we get near those places. So for example, back in the day, uh, I lived in Indianapolis for about two years and, uh, the building that I lived in, we had a, um, like an orange theory 
on the first floor of it. And they had just these huge glass windows, you know, at the, the, the front of the Orange Theory so that every time we would pass by, like Otto could kind of look inside and he could see all the people and the activity and he'd get all excited and all that kind of stuff. And um, But then like the people at the front desk, they started to get to know Otto. Like they start to like see him and recognize him. And so now they start to come out to say hello to Otto in the mornings because they're like, oh, it's it's him. He, he's so friendly and he's cute. And it's I'm like, yeah, he knows he's cute. That's the problem. So th- this this goes on and Otto starts to like recognize when we would get close to Orange Theory his friends were going to come out and say hi to him. So he'd get all like, you know, he'd, he'd just, he'd get, get this little truck on his step. Step. Exactly. Yeah. And his little, his little tail you know, antenna tail more. goes and is waving around and he's all like hyped and he's ready. What this eventually escalates to is we're walking through the parking lot of the building one day when one of the uh, Orange Theory trainers uh, recognizes Otto and rolls her window down to say hi. And she's still in the car. She's still in the car. She is in her vehicle. And uh, I must have had Otto on like a rare off the leash walk because this dog, his attention span is like that of a gnat. And so like, I really can't keep him off the leash, but we were in such a controlled environment. I probably had had him off the leash. He sees his friend roll her window down and this dog takes off and in a single flying leap goes straight threads that needle perfectly straight through the window and lands in the front seat of her car with her. I was like, I, I don't even know how to apologize for this. Like, I, 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 I'm so stunned. I can't speak because one, I, I mean, Otto's an athletic dog. I didn't realize he was capable of quite that feat of athleticism. He's short. He's short. It's not like, you know, it's a tight fit for him to go through that window, but man, for him to take the beat on that line and to just kapwing, and in one flying leap, launch himself into the lap of this orange theory trainer. So the, it, it, he, he was like, take me, take me wherever you're going. Uh, that's where, where we're we going, bro. Where are we going? <laughs> where we are now, his, his new friends are at the, the red bicycle um, coffee shop. Uh, which is uh, about two blocks away from where I live right now in in Nashville. (laughs) And um, he's figured out that one barista in particular will give him a little cup of whipped cream whenever we come in. And he, he loves this. He loves when he gets his little cup of whipped cream and he now knows the he, he knows like the buildings around red bicycle. So again, as we get close to the red bicycle, he starts to get a little, you know, he, his energy goes up and his tail pops up and his little ears are listening around. And when he catches sight of the windows into Red Bicycle, he now pulls hard to go in. So on mornings that we don't, because we don't go every morning, but on mornings that we do go, um, he's already like ahead of, uh, of the game. And uh, of course, because he's auto, like when we come in, people fuss over him. Like he's, he's an adorable dog. And so everybody's like, oh, look who it is. And so now his energy is just through the roof. And again... Had I not held him back, I swear this dog would have gone. Remember how last week we were talking about you don't go over the counter? Oh, yeah. This dog would have gone over the counter. He was going over <laughs> the counter to to be with the baristas on their side because he was like, these are these are my my friends and they give me whipped cream and I am here to demand it. They got they gave me one scoop of whipped cream. I bet I can get more. I bet I can get more. And That's investigative uh, journalism from the field, good field <laughs> from reporter. Field reporter, yeah. Well, and the, like the, the the funny thing is too is now like now he's coming to expect. So the other day I went in. Uh, it was just on a weekend, and uh, his friend was not was not there. She wasn't <gasps> behind the counter. 
Right. So, and I, and now I'm, I think uh, I was reflecting on this this morning in my like early morning haze. I think I've now told her this story twice and I'm actually like deeply embarrassed by this. Um, but Otto, when I, I went up to order my coffee, the guy did not offer Otto whipped cream. He just gave me my coffee and, and we left. Otto dug his heels in, like put his <laughs> paws down and refused to go anywhere because he was like, you have forgotten something. Where is mine? <laughs> And I was like, not this time, buddy. Come on. We got to, you know, we got to go. I had to drag my dog out of a coffee shop because he wanted his whipped cream. And I was like, bro, it's I was like, it's not a good look, man. Like it's, it, it, it's not a good look. <laughs> that poor dog. That poor dog. Oh, he's ridiculous. So yeah, he's always trying to get himself adopted by, and, and it's not to say that I like in any way treat my dog badly. I learned recently at the vet that apparently um, dogs who receive lots of positive attention become so used to that, that they seek it out from everyone. So it's actually a good sign when your dog is looking for like more attention. It's not that their attention starved. It's that they just want more of what they know they really like. So apparently I have coddled this dog um, because now he just wants attention from absolutely everybody. Great job. Yeah. Good one, Otto. (laughs) (laughs) It's going to get me in trouble at this coffee shop. I swear. Then they're not going to, they're not going to let us come back and it's going to be a whole thing. Well, what's going to happen? Like, when that barista like leaves. Exactly. That's why I'm like, I, you know, she's not going to be here forever, bro. Like we're going to have to find other ways of like satisfying whatever itch it is. Maybe I should just start buying whipped cream and I'll give it to him in, in the mornings. <laughs> <laughs> That's the solution. All yeah. Right. It is, is uh, just bend over backwards even more for this dog. Ridiculous. So that's, uh, that's the, the news that's fit to print here. Like I said, it's, it's unusually warm. We had storms last night, so I'm hoping it'll cool off, but at least it, it meant we got to have a nice walk this morning and Otto about leapt over the counter to get his whipped cream from uh, from the baristas at, at Red Bicycle. Mind your manners, dog. Yeah, seriously, man. Yeah. Like it's, it, it, you, you can't be, you can't be coming at people like that. It's got to play hard to get. <laughs> he, gotta, he, he has one no a little less. Like, yeah, he's got, he's got he chill has no chill, but he's, as the kids would say, he's dripping with Riz. He's got all the Riz. So oh my God, that's gross. I hate it. <laughs> I hate these kids these days. Uh, these teenagers scare the living shit out of me. Um, <laughs> uh, the uh, what's what's not bussing okay. are these egg prices. Uh, yeah, let's let's dig into this. When you brought this up, I was like, this is actually something I have like been, I've been furious about lately. So I am, I'm very excited to hear your take. We, we live in a, in a socioeconomic bracket where we're, we're pretty, we're okay. And so I, I'm very appreciative. I'm very thankful of not having to worry about like, what am I going to eat week to week? Yes. Um, which is nice. Cause if I was, and for those of you listening that you you may struggle with that i'm so sorry that eggs are out of freaking control right this now. is eggs, absolute eggs absolutely absolute for a long time so we have inflation that's that's the buzzword of the economy inflation 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 and what's it, causing we, the inflation and blah blah blah, blah 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 we need to stop calling it inflation and call it what it is which is corporate price gouging get fucked late stage capitalism anyway go on well, yeah, supposedly, um, because companies keep posting these record profits. Right. And I was it's like, because oh. we're paying for them. 
Yeah. So there are a couple foods that uh, to me are like gas prices because they fluctuate dramatically throughout the year. And that is milk and eggs. Milk, dairy products for the past year, they've been kind of on a weird upward trend that's kind of been out of proportion and that struggles in the dairy market. Yeah. This one I don't notice as much, I think, because I don't drink cow's milk. Um, I will say that the what I've noticed that that kind of like tracks with that is the yogurt that I buy has gotten more expensive. So that yeah. that makes sense to me. Um, but I, I haven't noticed it in the actual. Now, as we're going to get into, I'm sure there is some explanation behind the recent egg spike in prices. Is there further explanation behind um, the uh, the milk or is it just corporate price gouging? Mil- well, milk had to do with um, workforce is what it's been attributed to is workforce to meet the demand. And that's one of those that kind of makes me squint my eye and go, hmm. I, I have serious questions about this. Yeah. Um, you know, at Davos right now, by the way, they're, they're basically making the case that uh, we need to essentially end the idea of retirement and that seniors want to be working and we need to provide avenues for them to do so. I'm like, bull fucking shit. You need a, some sort of additional slave labor for your, you know, whatever these, these billionaires think that they need more money for. And that is the next place that they're going to start looking is, is the people who are retired. They don't want us to retire anymore. This is an actual discussion at Davos. So anyway, I'm, I'm angry about capitalism right now. I'm Uh, so big egg has a legitimate issue going on. And that is this global, uh, bird flu outbreak that I was actually aware of, but I did not like put two and two together. Um, I follow, uh, I follow, uh, knuckle bump farms on Twitter. Uh, they reached some viral popularity with, uh, Emmanuel Todd Lopez, the emu. Uh, if you ever go look him up, (laughs) he's hysterical. Uh, this farmer in South Florida, Taylor Blake, uh, she has she'll she would try to do these like informational videos about her animals and just like the oh, way wait. the animals like interrupt. And, and the and emu he, is the one. Yes, he always like he chooses violence. Yes, uh, so <laughs> every is, single time. Yes, <laughs> yes, I do know this. Yep, yeah, hysterical stuff. And they have just like she has such a special relationship with this emu. It's it's, <laughs> it's wonderful. Um, but a couple months back. Uh, her farm got literally decimated Ugh. when foreign birds flew in and they brought avian flu Shit. and wiped out almost all her birds. That's and awful. It was touch and go with Emmanuel Todd Lopez, but it seems like he has fought it off and he is rec- okay. on recovery, which is great. And I was like, oh my God, that's so freaking sad. And didn't think about, oh, bird flu is like a big thing. Uh, not just these rogue disease birds came into her farm. Um, they have uh, torn apart the egg industry um, because yeah. you had to get rid of the sick birds and then you had to cull uh, just in case these other birds just might stop have it. it. Yep. And, uh, and there, it, it takes time to cull and replenish your egg population. And that's why there's also cautioning about, because some people are like, well, I'll just get my own chickens. Like, well, you could if your HOA allows it to begin uh, with, <laughs> to begin with. Um, but there's just, there's, there's stuff you need to be mindful of. And I, I'm just come from someone who like grew up with 
chickens and ducks and fuck off geese and I, uh <laughs> and <laughs> yeah this is the real um birdemic shock and terror like this is this is the real deal uh in in terms of like uh, it's, it's their, it's essentially their COVID season, unfortunately. Um, and it, in terms of like introduction to homesteading, owning a chicken, isn't the, the most difficult thing. It's, you know, it, it's not quite as high maintenance as like a horse, for example. Um, but there are, there are things that you have to do to be prepared to have a, a chicken or several chickens that are, are, are going to be like laying eggs. It's, it's not just a, I'm going to throw down some hay and a little bit of bird seed and the chicken will be fine. It's like, there, no, there's, there's, there's steps. Um, and unfortunately I feel like most people in today's society think that they can watch one YouTube video and they're an expert on things. And so they run out and they buy a chicken only to have a dead chicken days later. Uh, anyway, yeah, the, the actual, like the crisis of not having essentially enough birds to lay eggs in order to keep up with egg demand. I didn't realize this egg demand actually went up during the pandemic because more people were cooking at home. And so now people have adjusted their diets to like what they were making in the, the pandemic era. And a big one is eggs. And so demand for eggs has actually been higher over the last couple of years than it has in previous years. Well, and also because it's a good protein source and everything, and it has historically been your cheapest protein source. Yes, it is. It's supposed to be like it's. And now people are like, oh, fuck it. Protein powder is cheaper. Um, like I went to, Aldi. <laughs> went to Aldi, 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 Ugh. eggs, $5 a dozen for a, a dozen. Yeah. Um, I, was, Aldi, and I was like, no, this should be a buck 89 maximum. I was telling my mom that, uh, and she was, because it's it, the the prices are a little bit regional, and I guess it's not as bad in, in where she is in Ohio anyway. But uh, at a you know grocery store here in Nashville, an eighteen count was ten bucks, and I yeah. like I had to do a double take. I was like, "What the fuck is this?" Yeah, um, I thought Publix was just like, I thought they were high on Publix. Yeah, yeah, I, I thought for a second, which I mean, now don't don't get twisted, they are. They are still very much. They, they are still very Publix. much publics. Yeah, They're absolutely. No, Publix. no question. They absolutely are publics. Yes. I just, I like. I wish to talk to Mister Publix. Let him know that it is not a pleasure dealing not with a pleasure. high prices. High prices, lower selection. If it weren't for the fact that they had like some of the best produce, I probably would like drift away from Publix. But the fact that their produce does tend to be fresher, better tasting, in just in better shape than what I find at like Kroger. That's what I, that's why I keep going back to fucking Publix. Well, is that why, is that why the cost is higher? Like, do they do more work behind the scenes to give you the, the good I looking stuff? Cause remember there's nothing wrong with misshapen or slightly dirty produce. Well, so there's a difference though, between misshapen and slightly dirty and just like not in good eating condition. You know, like I, I, I find that like the produce that I I've gotten at Kroger, especially I'm, I'm especially leery. Unfortunately, this is nothing. I'm not like here to take a shit on Kroger. This has just been my experience meats that I get from Kroger. I find just, they go bad quicker or they, um, mm. you know, same thing with, with like the produce, it just doesn't last as long. And so whatever is, cause I'll, I'll take the funny shaped fruit. I don't care. I, I don't need my, uh, my bell pepper to look like it's going to win you know, second runner up at the, uh, four County fair. Uh, but I would like it to last more than a day or two, you know, anyway, I was having that problem a lot this past year. 
I was like, why is all my produce going bad after two days? Uh, and then I figured out something was wrong with my fridge and that was part of it. Oh yeah, that'll do it. <laughs> that'll do it. I was really angling for a new fridge and nope. I have, I have like the, the home warranty thing uh, for like all appliances and stuff. So they'll come yeah. out and fix it. They <sighs> will come out and fix the fucker. They'll be like, oh, this thing, uh, we'll just order the part and replace it. I'm like, oh, you sure you have the part? Like, oh, okay. Guys, it's the, the French, it's the French door bullshit fridge that where the shelf falls in the freezer every two days because <laughs> it's not made correctly to actually fit uh, my wife i will say this plug. i i so in this new apartment that i uh moved into it is a it's french door fridge freezer so tall fridge tall freezer um i actually found the like stacked fridge freezer that i had my old place i felt like it made better use of space yeah like it was just easier to put things into that refrigerator yeah, I, I want the one that's got the, you know, the, the, the fridge can be French door and then. Oh, there you, you go. The drawer freezer. freezer. That's, that's what it. my mom, that's what my mom has. Yep. I love it. Real nice. Yeah. Um, but we're like, we're trying to, there, there's this deal that we're trying to angle for where it's, because uh, like something broke in our microwave, our dishwasher is a pain in the ass. And then the, the fridge is. On the fritz. On the fritz. Of and course. so like my wife found a, a, like a, a package deal to like replace all three and you save a bit of money and all that. She just, she's struggling to pull the, the trigger on it. And now I'm like, <laughs> oh, well, do we need a new stove? Do we need to hurry up? You're like all of these things. Stove because. Um, but, but Josh, what is the point of having all of these appliances if uh, late stage capitalism is going to make eggs uh six dollars a piece your dozen is going to cost you know 75 bucks soon at i the, think the rate we're going i think big <laughs> egg is in bed with uh the vegan <laughs> like ge and appliances <laughs> they're all they're all together it's all a big scam you, you know what i i wouldn't be shocked I wouldn't be shocked. That would be that would be the conspiracy rabbit hole that I would go down. It wouldn't be, you know, like <laughs> like these zanies with QAnon or all that bullshit. You would find me ranting and raving like freaking Charlie from It's Always Sunny in Philadelphia about uh, Pepe. I think is <laughs> it's a, I, I'd have the boards up talking about how GE is interconnected with you know uh, Big Chicken and this is how it all like this is what's actually destroying the world. I'd be one of those nut nut cases. So it's very important to remember correlation does not equal causation. It does not mean causation. Okay. <laughs> yes, because if you realize um, ice cream sales coincide with an increase in shark attacks. Which makes sense because it's when people are outside in the summertime. It's they are not one does not cause the other, but there is a correlation. Well, I don't know. I'm going to eat less ice cream just in case. There's a, there's a Ben and Jerry's called Fish Food. <laughs> <laughs> because you are the fish food. It's you. <laughs> Uh, the, your, your egg discussion actually kind of dovetails a little bit in what I wanted to talk to talk about today, which is, um, like just general fitness and, uh, gatekeeping in that industry. But, Ooh, um, yes. before, before like getting into that, like I, I, I have to check myself because I'm so bothered by the fact that egg prices are so high because my current, the diet that I'm on right now, I need a very high protein breakfast. And I've actually started researching like what is a good vegan alternative, and there just isn't, yeah. unfortunately. Now, I I, it's, I don't mind vegan. I actually like if it weren't for the fact that it is like sizably different trying to find the correct protein chains in order to like 
honestly, it's it's more of a convenience thing. It's it is uh, it is just easier to eat like fish and poultry, um, which is still something that like I'm I'm struggling with as I, I like move more towards like ethical vegetarianism. At the end of the day, uh, it's they're just easier protein sources. Um, veganism takes a little bit more prep and a lot more thought, and I'm still not totally convinced um, that uh, you get the like the the truly the correct macronutrients. But that's a conversation for another day. Anyway, I've been looking for alternatives because I'm like I'm normally at this point I'd be eating four eggs a day. In, in the morning. And I'm like, I don't know that this is sustainable right now. I still maintain that vegan alternatives are, well, okay. Let, let me back up. <laughs> go, go ahead. Yeah. The vegan alternatives to meat and dairy suck. You can have vegan meals. You can have vegetarian vegan meals that are really tasty and yeah. yummy. Uh, you rely a lot on like beans and lentils and, and, mm-hmm. and stuff like that. Oh well, yeah, and absolutely. You, you can. Um, yeah. you can go full Mediterranean, uh, vegan and be happy. It is the food alternatives that are like, oh, well, if you miss pizza, and you miss burgers, you can do this. And it's, it's the same thing. No, the fucking ain't. <laughs> we went to a place, we went to a, a, a New York style pizza place, uh, nearby, uh, a few months okay. back, my wife and I, we are stoked about all this different types of pizza we're going to have. Nice. Uh, our kid had a vegan pizza slice okay. there once, and he really Looks loved like it. it. And he's a picky little boy. Uh, <laughs> 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 so we're like, all right, cool. Uh, well, we get there. And unfortunately, uh, the vegan pizza, they do not offer by the slice. It's like, you have to get oh the whole thing pizza. And we're like, well, okay. okay. So we got the, the, the smaller ish one that was on the menu. Cause he yeah. really wanted it. And we're like, you know, fine. And so we get it. We'll have it and stuff. And my wife takes a bite and immediately gags and like spits it out. Now, sometimes she has unnecessarily visceral reactions to the taste and texture of things. I, well, I, I will say, I remember one thing about, about her, like being very persnickety on do the cheese curds in your poutine squeak when you eat them, because if they don't, then it's not real poutine. And so like, yeah, well, she's Canadian. She has the right to say these I, things. You need the proper I, squeaky cheese. Exactly. I know. I get it. I'm just, I, I'm like, we all have our, you know, idiosyncrasies. No, so I was just like, okay, you all right. That's a little ridiculous. I take a bite and I was like, oh, this is awful. Oh, it's not good. Uh, it is it's not, really so not good. It, the, 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 crust itself is cauliflower cardboardy i I don't i don't know it it may have been but they didn't advertise it as a cauliflower crust okay usually people do um but the cheese was like (laughs) you know craft singles yeah that got put on your sandwich and you didn't chill your sandwich so by the time you ate it it was kind of starting to melty and it was kind of it's the whole reason I did not like cheese for years because I all I could think of was like Kraft American cheese. And it's not that I don't like cheese. It's I don't like that cheese. Yeah, because Kraft individual wrap singles are not real cheese. It's yeah. a cheese product, um, <laughs> much like whatever the hell this was. Uh, because <laughs> it was like they took that and they were like, but can you make it worse? And <laughs> Big Vegan was like, gotcha, fam. Uh, and they made this and we're like, so both her and I were like, this is awful. My kid's freaking devouring it. He loves it. He thinks it's the best thing ever. And because he always turns down so many different foods and we always encourage him to try new things, we're we're caught in a pickle. Right. Because like, you're like, 
and and it's probably good for him too. That's the other. <laughs> well, <laughs> that's, and that's my question. The 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 vegan alternatives, yeah, to specifically meat and cheese. And again, mm-hmm. I'm not calling out a broader vegan diet, but specifically these foods. Is that really good for you? I I mean, it's it's a fair question Um, because at the end of the day, vegan alternatives, much like the vegan alternatives to things like um, like uh, meat and dairy are highly processed. And so anything that is going to be highly processed always runs the risk of being uh, not having quite the same like just general health benefit as, you know, single ingredient foods. Now, that said, I think it is an easy argument to make that the vegan alternatives are probably still much better for you than like red meat. Like, you know, at, at the end of the day, we just we know that red meat in moderation, just like anything else, it's fine. But as a major dietary staple leads to things like higher cholesterol and and a higher chance of, uh, of heart attack. Like it's, it's just this, this isn't up for debate anymore. The vegan alternatives probably don't have that issue. But again, is there the same like kind of like is there a macronutrient density to them that that they make sense for like uh, as a dietary staple that I, I truly don't know. I think that's a fair question to ask, but I, I, I just don't know the answer to it. So. Are they better for you? Yeah, probably better for you than, you know, the, you know, like animal product alternative. Are they good for you overall? Again, probably in moderation, but that's the key. Everything is moderation. Yeah, exactly. But American society is about excess. That drives me nuts. Give me what and I want and I want it right now. Well, it, it, you know what though? It it sh- it started to show up in like our our just general psychology about things because I you know I, one of the things I've been like thinking about lately is just a complete lack of nuance in society. And the the topic that I wanted to discuss today that I'm I'm now tabling for now is the reaction to the Velma series on HBO Max. But there's been such a pile on at this point that I'm like, I I, I kind of want to let this cool off before discussing. But the problem is I wanted to have a nuanced conversation about the writing and the humor in that show um, and why I actually think it's it's reflective of like almost a sadder state of the the, the writers themselves. And I'm, I'm legitimately worried about the people who wrote that show. They I, I don't know that they're happy people. All that to say, nuance in American society is largely lost. We are in a state of such excess in like all things that we can't even have like new, we can't have nuance in conversation. We can't have nuance in diets. It's either like it, we're, we're creatures that are so binary. It feels like in the U S it's either you do all or you do nothing. And it's like, no, there's an in-between it takes a little bit more work to get to the in-between because you have to find a, a balance and that takes a little bit more discipline. And that's probably something that we're lacking. This went a different direction than I was expecting it to. Um, thoughts, Josh? Well, I um, I don't know. Tell me uh, any bestseller that's called the middle ground. Yeah, it's true. There there really yeah. isn't. <laughs> There's no. Uh, no, it's it's a good point. People don't get elected because they're like, hey, you know, we're gonna have to balance our budget, and uh, you know, we're gonna try to do the best we can. And equality is very important. Um, that's that's not part of the discourse. Uh, you know what? The, that is more indicative of, of issues that we just have with our, our general electoral system. We need to move to ranked choice voting. If we move to ranked choice voting, people would see more centrism. Now, I still think that America's version of centrism is way too far to the right. 
Um, but that's that's a, that's a conversation for another day. If people really wanted centrism, we would not have an electoral system that was dependent on uh, primaries putting candidates forward because the people that vote in primaries are the crazies. I don't care which side of the aisle you're from. It's the most like motivated people vote in primaries, which means that you continue to end up with candidates that don't necessarily reflect the values of a broader coalition. They reflect the values of the 15% of registered voters that turn out for primaries. That's why we see that happening more often. And, and that probably does once when those voices then are elevated, that probably contributes to the lack of nuance where, like you're saying, we, we don't have what seems like more rational views on things. Well then let's get off of American culture entirely. <laughs> let's, <laughs> let's close it out uh, with, with some fun. It is lunar new year. It is Lunar New Year. Lunar New Year season. They celebrate for like Lunar. two weeks. I, I think that's super cool. That's I awesome. really, I, I dig that. Um, you know, we we have a night, um, you know, here in America, and there is a two week celebration of like the changing of the year, and uh, I, I I appreciate that. I think it's 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 neat to. I feel like that gives you more time to reflect on what did I do last year, what do I want with my year this year. Um, Lunar New Year is a really cool celebration. I think it's a great idea too for people who start their new year traditionally like we do. Yes. And you let like a few weeks go by and if the year's not really starting the way you wanted it to, you get a mulligan. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's perfect. <laughs> You're, You're like, like, okay, no, 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 no. Year the rabbit is my year. Is I know I said this a few weeks ago, but like <laughs> 2023 is not really shaping up the way I wanted it. Year the rabbit. That That's where we're at. That's, that's my that's year. What we're doing. When yep. were you born? You're a rat. <laughs> Get up. Uh, yeah, L Lunar New Year. It's very cool. Love all the red and gold. Yeah. Uh, is it the one holiday that China celebrates? Is that uh, the only ooh. one? It's it's a good question. I, I I'm I'm not I'm not super clear on that because they're famously um, like non-celebratory on the global stage. Yeah. And again, now we're going to go down a whole other rabbit hole. Like that to me, I wonder like, eh, does that have more to do with like the way that their, their society is run by, you know? Right. Well, yeah. Um, I, yeah, no, I, I think it's, it's, I know that is in terms of what they do celebrate, it's the one that gets the most attention far and away because I mean, the big deal was like the reason that we knew COVID was going to be a thing was they canceled lunar new year back in 2020 and so that was like a well they canceled in air quotes right like they, they stopped all the celebrations for it so this is a big deal in in that society yeah it's pretty cool and it is uh for me it means that in the latest destiny game update i got like lunar new year themed stuff oh okay yeah. my Very ship cool. yeah my ship is red and gold it's got a big like ox head with a bull ring Love uh, that. I'm, I'm just flying that around the galaxy uh, <laughs> pretty cool uh but i thought so i thought uh, in our first episode we did uh astrology yep <laughs> and uh this time in honor of lunar new year i thought we would do something very different even though this isn't actually a chinese tradition whatsoever this is um well you know people don't even really know right did you know like the origin of the fortune cookie is totally nebulous. Nobody really knows. Yeah, it's it, it, it has absolutely nothing to do with Chinese culture. It's one of those like Americanized things uh, that it's like, like chop like, suey. Yeah, exactly. Chop suey is not <laughs> it's, it's an not. authentic Chinese dish. Nope. No. Uh, yeah. And it, it, yeah, I, correct me if I'm wrong, but there is like a lot of like there's like almost mystery around like who the original 
like who originated fortune cookies? There's like four or five like popular myths around it. And they all seem to tie into uh, California. Like it seems like the American introduction of the fortune cookie happened in California. So they, uh, the fortune cookie would like have little funny sayings uh, or it would be like, you know, a Bible verse or, you know, in more common today's society, it's a vague fortune telling and then lucky lotto numbers. Of course. Yeah. So I, it used to be you could go to certain stores and you get a box of fortune cookies, <laughs> uh, which is kind of, I feel like vaguely choose your own adventure. Very choose your own adventure. Yes. <laughs> uh, but I couldn't find a box of fortune cookies. So I, I went and like ordered Chinese food yesterday just specifically so I could get a fortune cookie so can, for today's okay. episode. There was a tense moment though. I went to go pick up my food and I looked through the bag. There was no cookie. I was like, Oh, hey. and they're like, Oh yeah. You want one? I was like, yeah, B I do. <laughs> like, this is the whole reason I'm here today. <laughs> like I know she was judging me hard. I have been to, I mean, every Chinese food place, I, I feel like you want good Chinese food. It's yeah. got to be in a hole in the wall strip mall. I mean, it, it, it tends to, it, it feels like a, they, they tend to make, and it's probably because it's like the most unhealthy, you know, like just the greasiest, you mm, know, yes. just been simmering in itself all day long. Um, now I say that the most unhealthy from like, again, not to beat this word to death, uh, but like from a macronutrient standpoint, if you want truly unhealthy food, like you'll get sick from it. Chinese buffets. That's oh yes, absolutely. I should I'll caveat buffets in general, but uh, I I I always think of like the Chinese Super Dragon buffet on five thirty five in Orlando, <laughs> <laughs> and how many times we went there, and I'm like, I, it, it feels like a one, especially when people would get like crab from that place. It is a wonder to me that none of us ever got like violently <laughs> ill. <laughs> uh. The word buffet is synonymous with cross-contamination. Oh, God. Just, I know. It just... You got to be careful. I love buffets, though. Oh, my God. I, I so much. I, I, I have so gotten... I, I can't do buffets anymore. I just... I Because all I do... I, I just take one look and I'm like, no. Just like you said, I just... All I see is cross-contamination. I'm like, it's it's so bad. <laughs> no, it's so good. Because <laughs> then they had the, the fried powdered donuts. Oh, yeah. And uh, if the soft-serve ice cream machine was working, oh, yes. Oh, they always have a soft-serve ice cream machine and yes. like a bucket of sprinkles. And that's, that's, those are your toppings. But your mom was like, no, you got to have the good food first. I'm like, what is good food? We're at a buffet. There is no good food at a buffet. I don't care if it's a Goko or if it's the Chinese super dragon. It, there's no good food there. <laughs> there is food. I have the green beans. Oh, you mean okay. the green beans that are swimming in Greece? Okay. Yeah, exactly. Like, how did they prepare these green beans that, that you don't have to chew them? They just slide down your throat. Uh, but then you get your you get your fortune cookie at the end. Get your fortune cookie. Uh, yep. So that's what we're doing today. We're doing, uh, we're going to check our fortunes here, guys. Yes. Uh, I have mine. My fortune cookie has been provided by Golden Bowl, okay. uh, who's a massive wholesaler of Chinese foods to okay. uh, various <laughs> restaurants. Well, it has a QR code on it. And I was oh, like, wow. oh, I'll hit the QR code. Because I, I was like, oh, well, I hit the code and I don't even have to crack open the cookie. I'll just give my fortune right there. No, it's just it's just an ad. Okay. Oh, of course. Uh, but it's been a journey for the past like 12 hours to keep this cookie safe and unbroken until like, this moment. I can 
only imagine. Right, I, I, I opened mine in advance, so I don't have oh. the, the crinkly experience. Yeah. All right. Wow. Go, go ahead, sir. All right. Well, here we go. Uh, oh, this. Okay. So this is words of wisdom. Okay. Failure is the opportunity to begin again more intelligently. That's interesting. That actually almost aligns with the one that I got. Oh, which is meeting adversity. Well, is the source of your strength. Oh, look at that. Right. Look at that. Like there's a little bit of crossover between these two. Well, yours is way more like, you know, peppier. Like it pumps you up a little more. My, I feel like is judging me a little bit. (laughs) (laughs) Failure is the opportunity to begin again more intelligently. Like do it again, like but better. Maybe be smart about it this time. Yeah. <laughs> Thanks, Mrs. Hansen. Um, uh, let's see. Lucky numbers. Do you have lucky numbers on yours? Yeah. Um, 47, 19, 8, 5, 21, 63. Okay, good. No overlap. Okay. 32, 37, 48, 42, 14, 8. Time for me to not go play. I was going to say, are you actually going to run them through now? (laughs) No. Can I share with you the best fortune that I ever received in a fortune cookie? I committed it to memory because it's, it's so fucking brilliant and layered. I was like, this is what if this is what you want out of a fortune cookie fortune. Go on. Live your life so that you would not be afraid to sell the family parrot to the village gossip. All right. I need context for that. So I'll say it one more time and then I'll, I'll break it down. Live your life so that you would not be afraid to sell the family parrot to the village gossip. The idea being the family parrot sees everything that goes on and it just repeats back what it sees. So if you were to sell the family parrot to the village gossip and that parrot just started repeating everything it had seen in your house to the village gossip and they started spreading it around town. Live your life so that it wouldn't be embarrassing, basically, is what they're saying. Like, just li- live, a <laughs> live a life so that if everybody suddenly found out what happens behind closed doors, uh, you wouldn't be, like, completely mortified. I had a parakeet that did that. No shit. Not my parakeet. It was my sister's. Oh, okay. But, uh, <laughs> no, that thing repeated whole conversations ad nauseum. Um, but it did it really fast. Oh, the wow. thing is, The thing never stopped talking. But... It was like, it was almost, it was, it was like having the radio turned down, but sped up by about three. Of course. Um, so it was just going, 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 but you would catch the snippets <laughs> of the words. I'd be like, what are you talking about? And I realized we said a lot of things repeatedly that probably should not have been said. I would not have given the parakeet, uh, to the village gossip. That's a, that's a fun fortune. Yeah. I like it. I, I, I was I was like this is a this is a truly brilliant fortune like it's it it, it, it is it's layered it has um some I, I would say some actually good advice now I, I I say behind closed doors in the context of uh, your normal day to day life if we're talking like really behind closed doors you know let your freak flag fly but um, <laughs> I'm hoping that the parrot isn't in the bedroom with you so stay for its pineapple. <laughs> We don't kink shame. We do. We, we don't kink shame here. <laughs> Mine's litigation. <laughs> Your safe word is litigation. Is that an actual admission? Because that's fucking awesome. That's a great safe word. I have never been in a situation where I've needed a safe word, and I don't think I ever will. Uh, well, I'm writing that one down. I'm going to sure. use it. So. <laughs> <Why not? laughs> Any last words? Any last words? Oh yes, I actually I um. I'm going to start incorporating, I want to start incorporating dumb little like, hey, if you were a dog, what kind of dog you'd be in? And like 
dumb little internet quizzes like that. Icebreaker uh, games. Yeah. Yeah. Whatever ones that don't compromise like your personal information. Sure. Um, like, find out which World of Warcraft character you'd be. All we need is your mother's maiden name, address. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> first Why? six of your Why do you need number. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, but I wanted to ask you, uh, okay. because at the end of the day, we love games. Yeah. Uh, when you play Mario Kart, who's your go-to main? Donkey Kong. Without a doubt, just Donkey Kong. Donkey Kong, every single time. I, I No hesitation. Um, if, if we're talking Diddy Kong racing, it was the crocodile with like the leather jacket, but I like the heavier riders. Um, it, like if, if like F-Zero, I always play as the, uh, the Stingray um, because they, I, I just, I like the way that those vehicles control better. Um, so like with Donkey, he just controls better. So I can put him on a lighter vehicle like the, the Moto and um, once I get him up to top speed, because his his top speed is higher than everybody else's, he's he just handles easier at top speeds. And as long as I can stay in control of the race, which Mario Kart, there's there's more RNG involved in Mario Kart than most racing games. And so it's kind of impossible to predict how a race is going to go. But Donkey Kong, n- no, no questions asked. Who's, who's yours? And you'd, you'd take Donkey over uh, over Bowser? Yeah. Yeah, okay. Bowser's great. I, I enjoy Bowser, um, but I, I I am I'm Team Monkey. Um, I normally main as Link. Um, okay, because Link's my boy. Sure. Um, I have no vehicle loyalty. Oh, um, interesting. And okay. a lot of vehicles handle very differently. Yes, which they do. Is interesting. Um, so currently, my favorite one in Mario Kart Eight is the Splatoon. Uh, four wheeler. <laughs> okay, <laughs> I think just it just seems to handle the best for me. Okay, yeah. Uh, so that's my current favorite. But I will almost always do Link just because he's cool and he's yeah. like the one outlier in Mario Kart because everyone else is kind of Mario connected. Is yeah, the the Mario um, franchises. Yep, but they always let Link play along, <laughs> which is nice. Uh, so. Hell yeah. Love it. Yeah. Link's good. I mean, I, he, uh, uh, I think ever since he got the, um, I want to say the light cycle, but that's a Tron reference, the ancient motorcycle in breath mm-hmm. of the wild. It makes sense for him to be running around in, you know, more modern vehicles. I, I feel like that's, uh, that, that, that just tracks, right? Yeah. Sorry. Right, yeah. Stuff. There I, we go. No, I, it was a good one. Uh, I think we did it. I think so too. Successful episode. Brilliant. <laughs> yeah. Prince, check the gate. Yep, we'll uh, we'll have more uh, more fun topics for everybody uh, next week, okay. and uh, you know I, I, we actually I mean we probably have a few left over that like I, I'm I'm looking at a couple of these current events that I'm like there's enough of a drip drip on these that my guess is that they will still be relevant next week and uh, we'll be able to <laughs> yeah <laughs> I want I want to keep uh, keep tabs because there was other things I wanted to talk about I wanted to uh-huh. talk about Greta Thunberg uh, being escorted out by the police uh because that picture is brilliant she looks so pleased with herself so happy uh, did you see the mud wizard at that event yes. by the way yes oh what was it the same event i think so okay that i didn't put together yeah i wanted to talk about the the gas stove controversy i uh <laughs> of all the hills to die on like don't get me wrong i enjoy gas stove cooking because of like it's like the heat control that you can but like i heard it articulated best like 30 years ago we realized asbestos was bad for us so we stopped using fucking asbestos like uh, there's another example like we figured out like smoking is bad for us so people are beginning to like not smoke as much anymore why is this such a 
a controversial culture war issue. Why are people losing their fucking mind over gas stoves? Uh, and then we will eventually discuss Velma. We will discuss Velma. Yeah, I, I have thoughts. Um, I've yeah. actually, I've, I've been trying to uh, go back and, and watch stuff that I just missed in general that have like controversial uh, opinions. And I've been like watching She-Hulk as well, just to like try and wrap my mind around what does modern writing look like? And uh, do these do things you, all have something in common? Well, I, I would be interested to know if you have beef with She-Hulk. I think She-Hulk uh, is, I, there, there's nothing about it that like jumps off the page at me. Now that I almost might chalk up to um, franchise fatigue, which is another like discussion topic that I, I want to like want to get back to is I, I'm just sort of in general worn out. Like I haven't watched Andor. I didn't finish Obi-Wan. Um, I didn't find Obi-Wan particularly like compelling. I think I'm just tired um, on the franchises. And so I like after a few episodes of She-Hulk, I was like, it's fine. I, I'm just not, I don't feel compelled to finish it. But we can okay. get into that at another We'll time. put a pin in that and uh, yeah. talk about it maybe next week. Yeah. So, Dig uh, it. This has been a Morning Radio TBD. No? Oh, I thought I thought we were going to cut there. <laughs> <laughs> I thought that was the cut. I was like, I'm just going to I'm just going to hold. <laughs> I didn't realize you were looking for it. <laughs>